And welcome everybody to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you are well. Boy, I tell you what, on the podcast today, hey, can we get a little Hava Nagila? We got a whole Jewish podcast going on today, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but if you don't know, I'll tell you now. Uh, I grew up Jewish, 100% Ashkenazi Jew, uh, and I worked for the Christian Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Go figure that one out. Uh, no, gave my life to Jesus, who, by the way, this just in, was Jewish. And I did that about 30 years ago or so. Uh, anyhow, so so I'm Jewish. And guess who's on the podcast today? The U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman. Oh, have you heard? He's also Jewish. And also, have you heard that Israel and the UAE, United Arab Emirates, uh, that's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one, uh, came to a huge historic peace accord uh, this past week. And of course, we're going to be talking about that with the U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, Jewish, me, Jewish, two Jews walk into a podcast. Here we are. And uh, that should be an interesting conversation. You know why it's an interesting conversation? Because I've already done it. It's, it's already recorded and I can confirm it's pretty interesting that on the podcast today. Some programming notes for you. Don't forget, go to justthenews.com and check out this podcast, The Pod's Honest Truth. You can check it out there or Apple or iTunes or uh, is Apple and iTunes the same thing? I don't know. I'm 55. What do I know? Ask a Gen Z or uh, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, all these crazy names out there. Uh, but check that out. Also, uh, John Solomon reports his podcast is there. Scott Rasmussen, number of the day, his new podcast is there. And Cheryl Atkinson, talk about a cleanup hitter. Boom, in the number four slot. And I don't mean four as in fourth best podcast. I mean, number four as in hello, Grand Slam hitter, Cheryl Atkinson as well, and her podcast on justthenews.com. All right, when we come back, two Jews in a podcast, David Friedman and me, yours truly, David Brody, here on the Pod's Honest Truth. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview with the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman. Uh, spoke to him a few days ago at the White House. He was here in Washington for the big announcement, the fact that Israel and the United Arab Emirates came to a once-in-a-generation uh, peace accord. Uh, it's a huge deal. Uh, the last time I checked, you've got Egypt, Jordan, and that's it when it comes to peace in the Middle East with Israel and now the UAE on board as well. So we had a chance to talk about that. Not only uh, within the context of all of that, we talked about, well, is the biblical homeland safe for Israel despite this peace accord? Also, David Friedman, an Orthodox Jew, talks about God's will in all of this and about the countries to potentially follow. Could Bahrain be next? Oman, Morocco? We get into that as well on the Pod's Honest Truth with this interview. Here it is. U.S. Ambassador David Friedman, good to see you, sir. David, great to be with you again. Uh, historic. I mean, that's that's the word everybody's talking about. Uh, tell me about, from your perspective as a Jewish man and seeing historic peace in the Middle East with the UAE, I mean, this is a... Uh, 
What do you make of it from a personal standpoint? It's uh, enormously satisfying. You know, in the mm -hmm. diplomatic world, there's nothing better than peace. Mm -hmm. uh, peace doesn't come often in this part of the world. Uh, 1979, uh, Israel made peace with Egypt. 1994, with Jordan, and that was it. 26 years it took for the next agreement. And this is, this is really special because these are uh, two countries. Uh, they don't border each other, but they're obviously in the same region. Two strong countries, uh, two well-established countries, recognizing that they are better off working together, uh, not just against common threats, but also to pursue common opportunities. They're putting behind the grievances of the past and they're saying, you know, let's do something for our kids and our grandchildren. And for me to be part of that is just so gratifying. You being part of it, this Trump administration is now able to present to the American people in this general election, hey, look, we got something done in the Middle East as it relates to peace. So what was the machinations behind this deal? What did it take to get it done? You know, I think this has been under discussion for, you know, maybe even a couple of years. Hmm. Um, I think the, uh, uh, when the Trump peace plan came out in January, if you recall, um, the ambassador of the UAE to uh, the United States attended and applauded, and we applauded him. I think the, uh, the United Arab Emirates saw uh, in that vision for peace that Israel is prepared uh, to, to make peace with, its, with the neighbors, with the Palestinians, was willing to live within uh, a map that, uh, that was drawn out, that Israel accepted, was willing to set forth the, the parameters by which it could, it could live in peace. Mm -hmm. I think that provided to the, uh, to the Emirates uh, as, as a forward-thinking nation uh, the opportunity to say, you know what, they've moved a little bit, now we can move a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that movement just continued to accelerate, and literally this past week is when we finalized it. Let's talk about that, that tense issue of sovereignty. Mm -hmm. and, and so the position here is what on sovereignty in terms of annexation and sovereignty mm -hmm. and explain exactly mm -hmm. how this is going to work. Sure. Well, first of all, we, we, we prefer the word sovereignty rather than annexation. We think it's a more accurate right. term. Um, if you look at the joint statement that was put out by all three nations, uh, we chose the word suspend. Okay, that word was chosen carefully. The word mm -hmm. suspend, if you look it up, means that it's a temporary halt. So to be clear, um, sovereignty is not off the table, uh, but you can't pursue this enormous opportunity, not just for peace with the Emirates, but what I think will be a much larger opportunity. Mm -hmm. You can't do it at the same time as you're uh, pursuing the sovereignty. So you have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. The president correctly is prioritizing peace. He's saying, let's give this a chance. This is, this is once in a lifetime. It's certainly once in a generation. Mm -hmm. Let's see how far we can go with this. So right now we're putting all our eggs in the basket of trying to advance the cause of peace in the region. First of all, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, lock down all the details of the agreement between Israel and the Emirates. It extends to uh, military cooperation, trade, commerce, mm -hmm. tourism, overflights, I mean, the works, mm -hmm. embassies. Then we're gonna see how we can export that to a number of other countries mm -hmm. and really change the landscape of the Middle East in a, in a materially better way. And then we're gonna do all of that, bearing in mind that we put out a peace plan that contemplates that the Jews who live in Judea and Samaria, the Israeli citizens living in Judea and Samaria will never be asked to leave their homes. Mm -hmm. The flags that are flying over Shiloh and Beit El and, and, and Hebron and, and uh, 
you know, Gush Etzion that are flying over there today, they're going to be flying over there tomorrow and the next day, and, and we think forever. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're going we're to address that issue in the context of the, uh, of the Trump vision for peace, but this opportunity is just so huge and historic, so good for the region, for Israel, for the Emirates, for the people who live there, for their children and grandchildren, mm -hmm. we have to make this the first priority. So, there's, so from a biblical ho homeland standpoint, we hear so much about that evangelical Jews care about, Orthodox right. Jews, and many, yeah. you're saying what to them uh, regarding this plan? I'm saying take a deep breath and let us, um, let us work through what we've just begun, which I think has huge opportunity. And uh, we, will, we are not uh, taking uh, the notion of sovereignty off the table. But you know, whether you're an Orthodox Jew or you're a devout Christian, you know, we all uh, follow the same Bible. And you know, in Psalm 120, King David, who was the greatest warrior the Jewish people have ever known, what did King David say in the last sentence of Psalm 120? I am for peace, they are for war. Hmm. And um, we have to pursue peace as the first initiative. Mm -hmm. I think we just have to. Um, we owe it to our children and our grandchildren. But believe me, the biblical, uh, the, the, the biblical territory of Israel that was given to, to the Jewish people by God, uh, that, is, that is not in any way being taken off the table. Okay, and in terms of you, I know you're a devout uh, believer yourself uh, in the Jewish faith. So talk to me a little bit about God's role in all of this because I know you feel very strongly like, look, you can do what you can do as a person, but ultimately there's someone higher than both of us. Sure, well look, God's will will be done. Uh, that's as, as, as certain as the sun shining uh, every morning. God's will will be done. We live on this earth with a, a finite capacity to see the entire picture. Mm -hmm. We uh, absorb the facts. We do the best we can to make the world a better place, uh, to follow God's uh, commandments, to uh, uh, live a, a just and moral life. Um, and then, you know, God takes it from there. So we do what we have to do and what we can do. Uh, but ultimately, I believe that God's will is going to be done. As it relates to the region itself, you mentioned this. What about cooperation from other states? I mean, are you hoping this deal with the UAE leads others, like, for example, Bahrain? I know the big fish, if you will, Saudi Arabia at some point. I mean, that would be huge, obviously. What's I, your sense of how this might be a domino effect? So we've, we've looked at this, and I think the president mentioned it earlier today in the Oval Office. Hmm. It's an icebreaker. Hmm. It's a real icebreaker, and from here, not to mix metaphors, but I think the dominoes are, are likely uh, to fall. Now, who, when, how? Um, there, there are a lot of opportunities out there. And, and look, um, it's, a, it's a great testament to Israel, to its strength, uh, to its people, to what it's managed to develop and discover. I mean, Israel is a, uh, you know, is, is a hub of so much uh, that can help uh, its neighbors mm -hmm. that um, I think it's a great testament to Israel that so many of the neighbors really want to uh, be on the same team. Mm -hmm. uh, the Emirates went first. Uh, kudos to, um, to the Crown Prince, the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed, uh, took great courage uh, in leadership. Kudos to Prime Minister Netanyahu for seizing this opportunity. You know, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of politics uh, going on in Israel, and uh, uh, I think he did what's best for the country, and we're, we're grateful that he uh, followed the request of President Trump to take this path. And of course, you know, the President uh, did something here that uh, neither his uh, predecessor nor his nor the predecessor before him was able to achieve, which is an agreement between Israel and an Arab country. There's going to be some obvious pushback in Israel and here in America from some hardliners. We kind of talked about that a little bit. What's your message, though, to the hardliners to say, look, 
non-negotiable here. Uh, annexation, sovereignty, you know, that needs to be something look, to, to this, look at. This agreement does not require Israel to give up one inch of land. So mm -hmm. my advice to them is, look, take a deep breath. You can actually have your cake and eat it too. Mm. Uh, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Let's try to get as much peace under our belt as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, it, it is. Uh, it is a rarity when that opportunity arises. You have to seize it, but in no way is anyone suggesting that Israel give up its rights to its biblical heartland. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think you can. I think you can do both. Let me ask you about Iran and how much that influence in the region, their influence in the region, kind of helped potentially, to a degree, broker this deal. Not that they brokered any sort of deal, but they're lurking in the background. And UAE, I would think, have a vested interest to see a stronger relationship with Israel. Well, look, UAE and Israel and other countries in the Gulf share a common enemy, which is Iran. Right. And, you know, common enemies are, are uh, significant inducements uh, to bring countries closer together. But that's, that's not all it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in my uh, uh, experiencing this process unfold, I was struck not just by the, um, by the recognition of the ability to protect against common threats, mm -hmm. but just the massive amount of upside that was available, independent of Iran, independent of the enemies, just the ability that the, these two countries have so much to achieve together. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. I think we have great things to look forward to mm -hmm. in this relationship. By the way, you work with President Trump. Uh, this is obviously an, an historic deal. What do you make of the way he negotiates? A lot of people say this is kind of an ultimate art of the deal move. I, I was going to say the same thing. You know, mm. the author of the art of the deal has made a very artful deal. This hmm. is really, um, this is, you know, he he created, you know, sort of the tension. He created the uh, the opportunity, and and then he allowed uh, the parties to kind of rise to the occasion with his encouragement. Um, this is what he does best. He really mm. does this well. And I think, he, uh, I think he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. Before Election Day? I, I sure hope so. <laughs> the UAE, I just want to understand this. Do, do they believe that this is a suspension? Or do they believe these, this sovereignty issue is gone for good? Because that's important. No, I think the UAE understands that it is, um, it is temporary. Now, how long that takes sure. uh, you know, is, is subject to how things develop. Uh, we all agree to prioritize the peace efforts. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that could take, you know, a significant amount of time. It could take a year or two years. I mean, it's not, it's not something that's going to happen in the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there's a complete a meeting of the minds between the UAE and Israel on this. Again, um, you know, these, these documents don't just, you know, magically uh, come into uh, existence. They're very carefully wordsmithed. Mm -hmm. And the word suspend, you know, has a very precise meaning. I'd encourage everybody to look it up because it's very clear that that uh, is a temporary condition, not a permanent one. And as we wrap up, how does this piece of the jigsaw puzzle play into a larger Middle East peace plan between Israel and the Palestinians? What are you hoping that might come out of this that could lead to potential peace down the road between those two? Well, look, I think the Palestinians, uh, disappointing that they've you know, trashed it, but not surprising, right. uh, they should understand that they've been given some additional time uh, to come to the table. At the same time, they should also understand that the world is continuing to turn, that they don't have, uh, like they used to, they don't have a, um, a veto on other nations joining with Israel. Nations are going to do what's in their best interest. Mm. And in most cases, that includes partnering with Israel rather than being in conflict with Israel. And I think ultimately it's a wake-up call to the Palestinians that the, this is, you know, if they want to uh, engage, now's the time. It's not, it's not getting better with time for mm. them. And I, I hope that they come to that recognition. 
Ambassador Friedman, thanks for doing this. Uh, David, thank you. Great to be with you. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That is David Friedman, the U.S. Ambassador to Israel here on The Pod's Honest Truth. Some final comments now. You know, when President Obama signed Obamacare... Remember that Joe Biden famously leaned into him and said, and I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but I'm going to paraphrase. He said, this is a big blanking deal. Well, ditto regarding this peace accord between Israel and the UAE. Look, the list is very short, as we mentioned, when it comes to modern day peace with Israel. You've got Egypt being the first Arab state to make peace with Israel in 1979. Thank you, Jimmy Carter, by the way. Jordan followed in 1994. And that's the list, folks. And now along comes UAE. So look, this is a wake-up call to the Palestinians because guess what? You don't stir the drink over there anymore. Arab countries don't fully have your back anymore. You're beginning to be on an island like Survivor. You know the game show? You're on an island over there in the Middle East. And also, let's not kid ourselves. We shouldn't think that this is an all of a sudden love affair, right? Between the UAE and Israel. Nobody should be thinking that they're basically like blowing the shofar over in the UAE. Uh, This was a business deal, all right? It was a very smart business deal done by the guy that wrote The Art of the Deal. But you can look no further than oil. Because if if you look at what's going on here, the best source of oil uh, for Israel is Kurdish, or at least from a, a local standpoint over there, is Kurdish oil. It comes from Iraq. It flows through Turkey. And we all know about who runs Turkey, right? There's a guy named, oh, I don't know, President Erdogan. And we know how he feels about Israel, not to mention uh, he's a tyrant. So that oil that Israel gets locally over there is no guarantee on that. But now Israel is going to be able to tap into the oil from the UAE. So really, it's a great business deal for uh, Israel. And as for uh, UAE, they get a new customer in Israel. Lots of revenue with that new customer as well. So there are plenty of financial reasons that this deal got done. That's just one of them, oil. Other financial reasons as well, from tourism to trade. And that's why this deal made sense. But let me end with a quote from the Broadway musical Hairspray. You never thought you would hear uh, Israel, peace, and hairspray in the same sentence, but leave it to me to do that. The, the line in the song is this, you can't stop the beat. In other words, times are changing. You better get with the program. And look, that tune is belting out loud and clear to the Palestinians. But the bet, at least here, is that they're going to ignore it. And it will be to their detriment. 
and peril. But look, UAE did not ignore that music. Bahrain, Oman, possibly Morocco hear the tune as well. They may be next to cut peace deals in the region with Israel. Now, of course, Saudi Arabia, the big Arab enchilada, if you will. That's right. I said the words Arab enchilada. Go ahead and sue me. I don't know why you would sue me for that. But anyhow, go ahead and sue me. They're not ready to deal quite yet. But don't think for a minute that they aren't thinking about it, at least from a business perspective. Why? Well, because the bottom line is that a relationship with Israel is not only the smart business move, it's the right moral move for future generations, for Saudi Arabia, for every Arab state in the region. And that is the Pod's Honest Truth. Until next time, America. America.